all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another playoff edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I am your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also you could follow the podcast on Twitter at the Hoodat Dis. And we have another jam-packed, interesting episode in store for you guys as we're going to continue our preview with this Saints-Bucks game divisional round here on Sunday. And our last episode, if you haven't seen it, check it out because that was our part one. We went over our notes. We went over one of our intriguing matchups, which was Breeze and Brady, which will definitely be fun to watch these guys play. Probably their last game to be on the same field together. And that's something that, you know, is honestly, you know, crazy to see the greats now and the all-time greats now go at it here for probably the last time in their career. So definitely be very interesting there. And we talked about that last episode. And then obviously we talked about our notes, our team stats, what Vegas is saying, uh, what ESPN's matchup predictor is saying. We talked about all of that. And now we are going to get into our last two intriguing matchups and then also our group-by-group preview. But I do want to start off with the injury report here in this one because I'm recording this on Friday night. So everything is out, ready to go. The game designations are in. And the Saints got some good news in this injury report as Trey Hendrickson was a full participant on Friday. And then he has no game designation, so that means he's going to play which is obviously so, so big for this Saints team to have Trey Hendrickson back as he really helps that pass rush. He's had two really great games against the Buccaneers. So, I mean, having him back is just so, so important. Also on the Saints side, you had Tyron Armstead and uh, Jared Cook. They were limited for Wednesday and Thursday, but they were full on Friday. They're going to go without a game designation. And then the big ones here, Taysom Hill with a knee injury. He was a limited participant on Friday. If they're not practicing Wednesday or Thursday, he's going to be questionable. And the same thing with Latavius Murray, the running back who has a quadricep injury. But again, I feel like you're questionable in the playoffs. I think you have a good chance at going. I know that they only practice one day limited. But I feel like if you practice at all on a playoff week, I know they're banged up, but it's the playoffs. It's a winner go home. And I think they're going to play. Like I really do believe if you're questionable, you'll probably end up going. Maybe not. But I, but I do believe with that right now and how uh, this Saints team really is. It's really the last dance and the, and the last run here. I feel like it's all hands on deck. And if you're a little banged up, and even if you're a lot of banged up, probably like Taysom Hill and Murray are, having them back would just be so, so huge. And having them in there would be big. And I, I feel like, look, do the Saints need a Murray and Hill to win? No, but I, it's a look, any player you can have is obviously really big. And I think any team in the playoffs, questionable, you're probably going to play. But, I mean, especially with this Saints team, I think they will end up playing, or at least one of them will end up playing. So, that is, that's his with the Saints. But having Trey Hendrickson, that's the big thing, and he's going to be back, which is just so huge. We'll get into that later. It's just, I mean, that's really big for the Saints. And then moving over to the Buccaneers, Alex Kappa, he actually was put on injured reserve. He's their starting guard. He's out. So, now the Buccaneers will turn to a practice squad player, or a former practice squad player. Now he's on the 53-man roster, and that's going to be Aaron uh, Steeny, and you know, he's a guy that, uh, or Steeny, I really should say, uh, he's a guy that, look, doesn't have a lot of experience. So, 
Again, the Saints should be able to take advantage of him up front in the interior. So that's going to be something to watch out for. Also, Jeremiah Ledbetter, he is an interior lineman, kind of a rotation player. He didn't practice on uh, Friday. He's out for this game as well. So that's two players out for them. Then they have a few questionable players. They have Andrew Adams and not injury-related. He didn't practice on Friday, and he's questionable. Ronald Jones, and he's going to be a game-time decision, according to, I believe Bruce Arians said it. He said he's going to be a game-time decision, but Leonard Fournette, their other running back, will start. Jones has a finger and calf injury, but he was limited on Fridays. This is going to be questionable in this game, but even it seems in the game, it's going to be limited reps for him. So Fournette will be the starter. That's obviously big because Fournette's not that good out of the backfield, and Again, I feel like not having that outlet will be huge for the Saints. Just one less thing you got to worry about there. And then their starting safety, Jordan Whitehead, he has a knee injury. He was a limited participant on Friday, and now he's going to be questionable. So that's something to monitor throughout the weekend as well to see if he plays. But again, that's definitely something that you have to monitor because he was a guy that wasn't on the injury list. Now he is, and that's something to definitely look at. Or maybe he was a full participant on the injury list the last few days but now he's downgraded to limited so that's obviously something to look at here but uh again not having your starting safety in a group that's already to me not so good their secondary i I do think it's a bottom tier secondary i think it's a below average and if they can't have whitehead and andrew adams who's their backup safety that would obviously be a big loss there for the bucks but there's the injury report for both teams both teams are relatively healthy i mean again i feel like you definitely have uh, some things here, here and there. And also for the Saints, I forgot to mention this, uh, Patrick Robinson, the, uh, the the backup corner for the Saints, he's going to be out after not practicing all week with a hamstring injury. So he's going to be out. Sorry, I forgot to mention him. And again, for depth reasons, that's obviously a problem, but he is not going to get that many snaps here. He wouldn't have gotten as many snaps, obviously, with the Saints having Lattimore and Jenkins in. And I mean, I'm surprised that he played it all last week. I'm assuming it's because the Saints didn't have DJ Swearinger, who's now back. So to play those dime rolls, they probably needed Patrick Robinson. But now you need to have Swearinger back in there and he can play those dime rolls. So again, that would definitely be interesting to watch. But that is your injury report here for this Saints-Bucks game. I I think it's positive for the Saints as they get Trey Hendrickson back. That is just so, so big. And that transitions us into one of our intriguing matchups. So last episode, we left off with the Breezer-Brady intriguing matchup and just how this means so much for especially Drew Brees. I think it means a lot for Brady too. But much more for Breeze, much, much more. And we'll probably get into that more in this episode. But right now, I do want to move over to our next intriguing matchup. It's Trey Hendrickson and that Saints defensive line going up against the Bucks offensive line here. And this is just so, so important when you play Tom Brady to get pressure on him. It's paramount. It really is. You've got to be able to get pressure on Brady because then once you get him under pressure, he is a below average quarterback. When he's all clean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. I think he even still is. But once you get pressure on him, he goes to below average and you're able to get interceptions on him. And that's really the byproduct with Brady. And he looks rattled. And the Saints did it the first two games and you're going to have to do it again. Having Trey Hendrickson is obviously a huge part of that. So that's going to be so, so important that the Saints get pressure with Trey Hendrickson, Cameron Jordan, and there are a few matchups in there that are really interesting. Obviously, the Trey Hendrickson versus Donovan Smith one is huge. Trey Hendrickson has owned that matchup this year. I mean, Trey has been just outstanding when going up against the Bucs, and, and I do think he is something, you know, a ton to play for when playing this Bucks team. Not only is he a free agent and you have all that stuff where having a big playoff game against Tom Brady will obviously help his stock, but, I mean, you had Bruce Arians, the Bucks head coach. He, he was talking about how Hendrickson was the worst Saints rusher earlier in the season and all that stuff. Trey's going to have to prove them wrong. I think he will. He'll continue that as he had 13 and a half sacks. And 
we'll see how much attention they give to Trey. And I feel like it's just going to be a lot of one-on-one matchups between Hendrickson and Donovan Smith. And Hendrickson has had Smith's number over and over again. And I think that will continue to happen. And then you look at opposite and that that matchup with Cameron Jordan and Tristan Wirfs, who's the rookie. This, this matchup is actually really important, I think. Uh, for this game because it'll be interesting to see what Cameron Jordan can do who's a veteran going up against a rookie for the third time like he basically saw everything Worths has basically and he's obviously you know examined and analyzed everything that Worths can do now can Jordan and his and his veteran nature can he put a nice you know, a few nice moves in there and get to Worths and get past Worths even though Worths is really good and he's played really good but I think that's an underrated matchup that nobody is talking about or not a lot of people are talking about because I think Cameron Jordan has a chance to win that matchup. And if you have Hendrickson winning and you have Jordan winning, and then you also have like a guy, a fringe NFL player starting at Garfield and Aaron Stinney, it's going to be tough sledding for Brady. And there was a great point that I heard on the Hudak Confessional podcast from Elias Williams. And he was basically saying how Brady, you got to take away his first two reads. And the Saints actually do a pretty good job at that. They do actually a very good job at that because you have Lattimore on Evans, who's obviously some, I mean, not all the time, but a good amount of the time he's Brady's first read. And then either Godwin um, or you obviously have AB now as well. The Saints do a pretty you know, solid job, not a pretty good job. They do a good job at stopping those three guys. And if you can do that, you need someone to finish. And the Saints have those guys to finish. And that formula is really good for the Saints. And I love love when they broke that down because I thought that was really good. So definitely check out their preview if you want more on that. Because I, I thought that was a really great point because Brady gets the ball out quick like Breeze. But if you could take away his first two options, you got to have someone that finishes. And the Saints have a few guys that can do that. They actually have a lot of people that can do that. And honestly, I, I think they'll be successful in it. So that's that matchup. I, I think it has a lot of potential for the Saints. I think they have the edge, to be quite honest with you. And if they can get to Brady, and, and, I, and I do think the Saints even have the, the back-end matchup, which we're going to get into now with this the Saints cornerback group and secondary group here going up against this skill position group for the Bucks. I'm not just going to say wide receivers only, because obviously they got the tight ends and they got the running backs. Again, I, I feel like the Saints match up very, very well with this box skill position group. You're going to have Lattimore and Evans, and Lattimore has won all of those matchups. And I think that continues. I think Lattimore, you, playoff Lattimore is a real thing. I, I think Lattimore plays better in the playoffs, and he's going to be stoked to play Mike Evans. I think he shuts him down. I don't think Evans has a big game at all. Then you, you look at who else is on the outside. Usually it's Antonio Brown is on the other outside receiver, and it's Godwin in the slot. And Brown, I, I really feel like Janoris can lock him down. I think that's a good matchup, but I think I'm pretty confident that and like I'm not worried about it going into this game with Janoris on Brown and then there's that slot matchup between Godwin and Chauncey Garner-Johnson and Garner-Johnson has done great against Godwin in these two games I believe Godwin hasn't really done anything in those two games and when matching up together I think it's only two catches for 27 yards when they're matched up together that's all Godwin has done so Garner-Johnson CD Deuce he's played really well so again I like that matchup here and I feel like it's one the Saints could take advantage of and then you have Malcolm Jenkins against Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait. But I really like that matchup for Malcolm Jenkins because he's a guy, like, as long as you're not Darren, Darren Waller and you have, like, all this speed, like, the speed, like, a wide receiver, I really feel like right now Jenkins is going to do just fine on these guys. Gronkowski probably won't because Gronkowski has actually been an extra blocker in a lot of situations for the Patriots. So I, I feel like right now Brait would probably be the main tight end. And I, I feel like that's... 
Jenkins will do good on it. And I like that matchup. I, I like the Saints overall. And this is going to be really big. And this is what I wanted to get into when talking about this Saints defense. I think it's a perfect matchup to what the Bucks do on offense. The Bucs don't do a lot of play action. And when you don't do a lot of play action against the Saints and you don't have a mobile QB, the Saints are built to beat teams that just like to sling it around. You have really good secondary. You can get to the quarterback because you have a good front four that can, you know, obviously generate pressure on its own. And you can bring Demario Davis on blitzes and you can hit home with that. And they, they really don't have, you know, any play action that can beat you. They don't have a running game that can beat you. Because that's really, to me, the only way you kind of crack this Saints defense. If you can run the ball well and then hit the play action deep. That's how the Vikings beat them uh, in 2019 in the playoffs. And again, I, I feel like that's really the only way you're going to hit big and score like 20, you know, more than 25 points against the Saints defense. I don't think the Bucks have it. And I, I think the third time, the Saints defense only gets better when you see them more. I, I think we've seen that. That's why they swept the division. And that's why I think they're going to have a lot of success here. And I, I think they're going to hold them below 25 points and they're going to have a good game. And I really like those matchups you know, on the interior and not on the interior, but on the defensive line with uh, Hendrickson, T-Rex, and then also you have Cameron, uh, Cameron Jordan. I do like those matchups a lot, and they're very interesting. And up the middle, Aaron Stinney going up against David Onyemata. And all I can say is good luck to Aaron Stinney, because that's a really tough matchup. Onyemata's been so good all year. And again, you put him against a fringe player here, like almost a practice squad player, barely the 53rd man. I think that they're going to have trouble. And a lot of people are saying how, oh, the Saints are going to have trouble with uh, Cesar Ruiz. And, I mean, yeah, they may up the middle, but, I mean, the Saints got to take advantage of the Aaron Stinney at right guard, and, again, I feel like that's somewhere that they could definitely take advantage, and then on the back end, I really love these Saints matchups, and I think the secondary is really, really good, and I think it's underrated. I mean, we were talking a few weeks ago how, how this team's going to stop the Chiefs, and they did that really well, and this is a much better matchup, in my opinion, even though they have a ton of weapons. I feel like even though they're really good, like Mike Evans is really good, but the Saints have a corner that does stuff really good to defend a guy like Mike Evans. Same with like Janoris and Antonio Brown. And I feel like that matchup is going to be a good one for the Saints and a one they can win and a one they can take advantage of. And then especially if you're getting pressure on Brady, which I think you will, this Saints defense is going to be very successful in my opinion. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of the national media, basically everyone besides Kay Adams, who has been on the Saints and now has really turned into a Saints fan. And that's just like, like she put out, um, or Good Morning Football put out a video of her, like basically explaining how she like became a Saints fan. And that was awesome. And um, that was something that, I mean, just shows like to have her on, you know, on the Saints train here, on the Saints fandom train is obviously really, really big. I think for, um, you know, looking at the national media, how she's really the only one that even talks about the Saints because, it's funny, you know, you, you go on to an ESPN or a Fox Sports or whatever, and it's like, oh, we're talking about this, that, Brady, this, Brady, that. Like, they'll pick Brady, and they won't even talk about the Saints. They'll just talk about how good Brady is, which, again, I, I don't think it's fair to a team that has already swept the regular season series. And, I mean, just imagine if it, if it was swapped. Like, imagine if the Saints lost the first two games and Brady beat Brady's 38-3. Imagine everything the national media... If they probably wouldn't even say it would be close. They probably would think it would be a 30-point blowout. So, again, I feel like this situation that we're in, you won the first two games, and why no one's talking about the Saints, and not a lot of people are picking them. I mean, less than half, a lot less than half. I mean, it's only been a few people. So, I mean, it kind of is what it is, but I feel like right now when looking at this, this Saints team and the Saints defense, I'm, I, I like these matchups, and I really feel like the Saints could take advantage of them 
here on the defensive side of the ball. So that is going to wrap up our intriguing matchup segment here. And we're going to get into our group-by-group previews, which should be really, really fun. But first, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group preview. This is where we go through every group from the quarterbacks all the way down to the special teams and coaching and basically show who has the edge, the Saints or the Bucks here in this NFC divisional matchup game. Let's get right into it. The quarterbacks, we had a whole intriguing matchup segment on it last episode, but let's get back into it. Brady or Breeze, I'm going to give it a push. I think both quarterbacks are playing pretty well. I think all of the national media is only talking about Brady, but I think Breeze has also played really well. And the narrative, obviously, with Breeze is still there with his arm and how it's not good. I don't see it. I, I think he's actually doing enough downfield to keep defenses honest. And I think he's you know hitting his throws that he needs to hit. And Brady, I mean, yeah, he has played well over the last five weeks. And I'm not going to you know doubt that. And, he, and he's playing better. And he's playing better with those great weapons, Mike Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown. But they weren't against the best opponent. And, you know, when you look at this, they weren't against these top teams. They were against bottom-feeding teams and, quite frankly, not good football teams. I mean, the Falcons, the Lions, the Vikings. I mean, you know, the Saints beat all those teams, too, and pretty handedly for most of them. And then the Bucks obviously just beat the football team in the playoffs, the wild card round. But they didn't blow the out Washington. They won by eight points, one score game. So, again, I, I feel like Brady, he's played well, but we don't know how much of that is really... Um, look, I feel like you can take it... And I feel like the national media, they're taking it as like, oh, he's back and the Tampa Bay offense is the best thing since sliced bread. But I think about it like, okay, I mean, he maybe proved me wrong and like had this big game against the Saints, but those were all great matchups with really no pass rush against him. I mean, Washington was the only team and that was a close game. But besides that, they haven't really played a good pass rush. I think here you get a shot at it with the Saints... And I think that this team does shrug, struggle. And, and I think Brady does struggle a bit. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking here with that matchup. And you look at Breeze, and it's going to be very interesting to see how the Bucks play this Saints offense. We talked about it a lot last episode, but I want to talk about it again. Because now I was like, oh, they can't play zone because they just got burned on it the first two weeks. And just by hearing now uh, Bruce Arians more and hearing Todd Bowles more, I think they, they may continue to play zone and obviously, I think they'll start playing man, too. Like, they'll probably do a little of both. That's usually what will happen. But they, I think they're still going to blitz a lot. And they're not blitzing in man. That would be a very poor decision. Because then you're putting Michael Thomas on Carlton Davis one-on-one, which I think is a very bad idea if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I feel like right now, Michael Thomas is due for a big game. And I honestly think they're going to put a ton of attention to Alvin Kamara, not that much to Michael Thomas, and Breeze is going to be able to find him a lot. And I don't know, you play Breeze in zone and blitz him a lot, that's a recipe for disaster. And I feel like there is just no way that you can do that over and over again. Now, maybe they do, but I'd just be really surprised. I mean, maybe, like, you know, you look at Arians and you look at Bowles and look at Byron Leftwich, they're going to stick in their ways. That's just the type of coaches they are. They're going to drastically change because that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to go to a man-style defense and get there with four guys because they can't blitz because you have to have seven defenders back there to defend these Saints receivers one-on-one. Because, honestly, I'm not taking that that Davis-Thomas matchup if I'm the Bucs. And to be quite honest with you, I may not even take the, you know, Emmanuel Sanders matchup against Murphy Bunting, or if it's going to be Deontay Harris for Sean Murphy Bunting, or Jamil Dean in the slide, who I know has played pretty well, but I think the Saints could take advantage of him, or who's ever going to be guarding Jared Cook. 
I would like those matchups if you're going to blitz. And I'm just going to throw it right where your blitz came, and I'm going to be successful at it, because that's what Breeze does the best. And that's where I think he matches up really nicely against this Bucks defense. Now, maybe they don't bring the blitz, but that would be a complete change to what they do. And these types of coordinators, like Greg Williams, another one, they don't stop blitzing. They do it. They live and die by it. And I think that when you play a quarterback like Drew Brees, you can't do that. But is Bowles going to change his whole philosophy for this game? I mean, maybe, but he doesn't seem like the coordinator that would do that. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But as much as I'm going to say, like, oh, you only can play... Like, coming into this, like, the last episode, I was like, this team can't play zone. Like, they would be, you know, they, they would not be smart if they did that. But the more and more I think about it, they may keep doing it and just hope for better results. I don't know why, but unless they're going to change until this four-man rush, let's get them with four guys, and then let's play some defense on, on the back, and let's play some cover and press them. I mean, I think they're still going to blitz, and you're not going to leave them one-on-one during blitzes. Maybe they do a little of both. They do, like, when they blitz the 45-50% of the time, they'll do the zone, and then when not, they'll do the man. But, uh, like again, like that, that gets you get some issues with that, too. Again, I really like how this Saints offense matches up against the Buccaneers' defense as well. And the Bucs are going to have to be the team that changes a ton to get this win, not the Saints. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. And again, I'm going to give it a push between Breeze and Brady. Both have played very, very well of late. And a lot of people are like, oh, Breeze hasn't played well. He has. I mean, you could say what you want, but I think he looks a lot better right now uh, going into this game. And I I do think that Breeze can definitely win this game. I think he may have to because the Bucs, I think, will stop the run. Then it goes into the pass and you have to win the game with Drew Breeze's right arm. And honestly, I think he can do that. And that's just kind of my opinion. I mean, looking at these stats, you have Brady with the 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I know that. Breeze has 24 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. But I feel like going into this game, it's going to be very, very close. I'm going to give it a push because I I think that Brady is playing at a very high level. And I think he's going to be playing better than the first few times he played the Saints. But, I mean, I'm not like, oh, Brady's a runaway better quarterback here. And I think Breeze is playing really well, too. I think both quarterbacks are playing solid. So... Give me a push there. Moving over to the skill position group, um, another push. I think it's very, very interesting. Maybe you want to give a slight edge to the Saints, but I think it's a it's a push. It's a very, very close. And when you look at this this Bucks group, you obviously have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. What they're doing there, I mean, that's outstanding. You have a, a lot of Pro Bowls between those three guys. They're very, very solid. And then even behind them, you have Scotty Miller, who's pretty solid. Tyler Johnson, who's pretty solid. And then your tight ends are good too. You have Bronkowski, who's good. Great is another good tight end. Like, they have a good group. You have Leonard Fournette as your running back. Ronald Jones is in there as well. Keyshawn Vaughn, LaShawn McCoy. You have a lot of guys there. And that's a really deep group. It's a, it's a group that has a lot of veterans. And you got a lot of pro bowlers there, too. So they're a really good, um, a good group. We already talked about how I think the Saints can match up against them. I think it's a, na- a lot of natural fits. And that's why I think the Saints will have some success, or a lot of success, in my opinion, there. But, I mean, you can't discount the Bucs. They have a very, very good group. I just think the Saints have some great matchups. And that's, I think, going to characterize a lot of this game. The Bucs are very good, but I think the Saints coaching staff and look, the Saints are just as good, if not better in all these situations. And I think the Saints coaching staff will do a better job to get the matchups in their favor. That's just kind of what I think. They did it the first two games. I think they do it again, but it's going to be a very close matchup. And this is a very good group. When you look at the Saints, you have Michael Thomas, have Deontay Harris. You have um, obviously Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. Keep going with Alvin Kamara. I forgot to mention him. He's been obviously amazing. And the one thing I do want to bring up with Kamara, I don't think the Saints will be able to run the ball that successfully in this game. If they can, it's going to be very, very difficult for this Bucks defense. Now, if the Saints could smash it down their throats, I mean, even though the Bucs have a really good front against the run, they're number one in the league. But, I mean, if the Saints could run against them, 
it's really good luck. I don't think it happens, but I think that's something to look out for. Latavius Murray, another guy, I think he would help with those smash mouth situations. Also, pass blocking, he'd be um, obviously very, very vital. We don't know if he's going to go or not. He is questionable. So that's going to be interesting as well. But again, I think it's a push. I think you have like, the Pro Bowls on both sides. You've got the Offensive Player of the Year with the Saints. I mean, you have Alan Kamara is going to be in the running for Offensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. I mean, some some really great players on both sides and a lot of stars in this game. The stars will come out to play here um, on Sunday night. Be a very, very good game. But um, again, I'll, I'll give it a push to the skill position group. Moving over to the offensive line. And this is where the Saints get their first edge here. I, I do think they have a solid edge on the offensive line. Now, the Bucks offensive line is solid. I'm not going to say it's bad. I just think the Saints have an edge here. I think the Saints have a very, very good and almost an elite offensive line. Um, you have Donovan Smith at left tackle. We know Trey Hendrickson's going to try to take advantage of that matchup. Yet again, Trey has been so good against him, and I think that will continue. And then the other tackle, Tristan Wirfs, who's the rookie. I think this is an interesting matchup because Cameron Jordan will be facing him for a third time. You're going to have a veteran versus a rookie for the third time. Now, Wurst, I think, is very, very good, but that's going to be a tough match for him third time through when Jordan has seen everything you've got, and he's going to analyze ways. He's going to do a lot of things to try to, you know, use those veteran moves to try to get past you. I think he could. I mean, I, I can see Cameron Jordan being kind of having that one last vintage game or that 20. I don't want to say one last vintage game because I think he'll continue to have it, but I, th- I think we could say that he is, you know, I feel like this year was, look, I think he played very, very well, but he only had seven and a half sacks. And is he starting to decline a little bit? I don't know. We'll have to see in going into next season. Um, and I think he's played really well as like that point guard role. But now I think in this game, I have a feeling he's going to hit that slam dunk and have a big game. I just have that feeling that he's going to show out. Star is going to show out to play. And he's been so good over the last, you know, three, four years. I think he's going to continue that against this rookie, and I, and I think with a veteran pass rusher against a rookie third time through, I don't care how good that rookie is, it's difficult. It's definitely, definitely difficult. So that's on the outsides what the Bucks have. And then on the interior, Ali Marpet's probably their best offensive lineman. You're probably not going to get past him. He's very, very solid. Very, very good offensive lineman there. Ryan Jensen's a big trash talker, so maybe him and Chauncey Garner-Johnson go at it. I don't know. But um, I think he's a guy that's pretty, you know, he's, he's solid. I mean, he's, he's the 18th best guard, so kind of middle of the road there. Or 18th best center, um, so middle of the road. But that's kind of what you're looking at there. And then you have Aaron Stinney, who I think the Saints can take, I think they will take advantage of him. And I feel like right now they're going to have to get him out of one-on-one opportunities if you're the Bucks, Because if, if you're Onyamato and one-on-one on Stinney all game, it's, it's, it's going to be very, very bad for the Buccaneers. So they're going to have to try to scheme up something there. Uh, but again, that's something that I think the Saints can take advantage of. On the Saints side, I mean, your tackles, I'm very, very confident, even though when you look at the Bucks, they have some good pass rushers. You know, you look at Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaquille Barrett. I'm happy with what the Saints are putting up there with Ramchek and Terran Armstead just playing at the top of his game. So again, I'm definitely, you know, happy with those two matchups, not worried about those. The interiors where you get a little worried with Cesar Ruiz, He's going to have to play a good game. And he had a good game against Chris Jones, and we're going to have to see that continue for the rest of the postseason. Can't let guys like Ndamukong and Sue, William Goldson, can't let them have big games. You cannot let them ruin it. Sue, I think, he, you know, he may show it. His one last game may have a huge game. This is why they signed him to play in these types of situations. So, again, I feel like if you're Cesar Ruiz, you have to have a big game. It's going to be very important for him to, to have a good game here. I don't think it's like he has to play out of his mind good like he did against Chris Jones, but he has to play closer to that than maybe last week or... Um, you know, I feel like he was really working his way up at the end of the regular season, and this game against Akeem Hicks 
kind of got him off track a little bit. Let's hope he can bounce back. And he doesn't have to have that Chris Jones type game, but he has to have a solid game. So that's going to be very, very important there uh, for Ruiz. And then McCoy, I think, is playing really good. And I think he's returning to like that first half form where he was just dominant. I think he's going back there. And then Andrews Pete, he had a pretty solid game last week. So let's try to get him out in space and try to make him get some big blocks. I think he could. So that's definitely going to be a good matchup as well. And I do think the Saints have the edge. Defensive line, as we flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, I want to give it a push. I, I think both these defensive lines are very, very solid. Really good. I mean, you look at what the Bucks are doing here. You have, you know, Dom Kinsu, William Goldson. You have Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaquille Barrett. I, I know they're technically listed as linebackers, but they're really edge rushers. So those guys, they're going to, you know, try to get back after the quarterback. And I think the Bucks' best matchup is Sue on Ruiz. We'll see if they take advantage of it. I'm, I'm still pretty confident that the Saints could still, you know, scheme to block Sue in the middle. So I'm not as worried about like that. Like if he was going against Aaron Donald, be a different story, but um, that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. And then their nose tackles, Rakeem, uh Nunez, Rochez. So he's a guy that, you know, I, I guess more of a, a run blocker, I would say. But um, again, I, I feel like a run defender, I should say. But I feel like overall, this is a good group, really solid group and a lot of great players there. And uh, again, I, I feel like right now, I mean, it's definitely going to be a challenge for the Saints, but I think they have all the pieces to match up perfectly against them. So that, and that's kind of the theme for a lot of this game. It's not like the Bucks have a bad team. They have a good team, but the Saints have the players to match up well against them and to win one-on-one matchups. And that's going to be big. And you look at the Saints and I feel like even though they're probably just as skillful, be very, very close when you go between these defensive lines. I do think they have the better matchups. I mean, Cameron Jordan, I think, going up against a rookie for the third time, even though Worf is playing really well, I think that's something you can take advantage of. I think Trey Hendrickson, the way he's playing against Donovan Smith, who's Donovan Smith isn't bad, but the way Hendrickson's playing against him, he's winning every single time they play. So he's probably going to do it again if I had a, you know, if I was a betting man and put money on it. I mean, I, I think that he's going to go up and have a big game. I mean, David Onyemata against a fringe 53-man guy, I'm going to take David Onyemata. That's just kind of the case, and I think the Saints will get pressure from that. Malcolm Brown will be great at stopping the run. And uh, again, the Saints defensive line is coming in healthy just like the Bucks is. That's why it's just so, so close. I'm going to give it a push there. Very, very close. Two solid groups. I think the Saints do have the better matchup, though, going up against the Bucks offensive line. Flipping it over to the linebackers, and this is where I think that the Bucks get their edge. You have Levante David and Devin White. They're solid players. Devin White's been really bad in coverage, which I think the Saints could take advantage of. But overall, I think they are a better group than what the Saints are putting out with basically Demario Davis and then also Alex Anzalone. I think David and Davis are very close. Levante David and Demario Davis are very, very close. Devin White and Alex Anzalone. Like Devin White, he could have a huge game or have a really bad game. I'm going to give them the edge. I mean, and like, and everyone's raving about Devin White. I mean, the Saints took advantage of him in week nine, though, like really badly. They were attacking him and David. So expect that again and expect the Saints to take advantage of it, especially if they blitz a lot. So that's just kind of the case there. And that's why I feel like that this Saints team will do. But again, these guys are really good. They're good linebackers. And I'm going to will give them the edge over what the Saints are doing now. If Kwan was playing and in this game, Kwan Alexander was playing, I'd probably give the edge to the Saints. But because it's Anzalone and he's kind of just like a, a net average player, I will give the edge to the Bucks. And then the secondaries here. I give the Saints the edge in clear fashion. I think this is the only one where the Saints have a much better group. I think when you look at it, Lattimore is much better than Carlton Davis. Janoris is much better than Sean Murphy Bunting. I think that even in the slot, I mean, I know, I know Jameel Dean's played well, 
but I like Chauncey Garner-Johnson. I think they're pretty comparable. And then your safeties, the way Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins are playing, I'll take that over Winfield and Whitehead right now. I think the Saints have a better group. I think they fit really nicely against this Bucks skill position group. I don't think that the secondary fits nicely with the Saints uh, position here. And I don't think Carlton Davis touched down Mike Thomas again. I don't think it happens. I think Michael Thomas has a big day. And I think that the Saints take another edge here. So give me the edge to the Saints. And then special teams and coaching. Special teams, I mean, for the Saints, we got to talk about Will Lutz a little bit, who, uh, again, hasn't uh, kicked that well over the last few games. I think maybe something will be off, maybe in his injury. Like, maybe there's an injury there. I'm not 100% sure. But I, I, I do think that, overall, I think the Saints have the better special teams and coaching group because of the coaching. Special teams is very cl- close. I think when you look at uh, Bradley Pinion and Thomas Morstead, I, I think that, again, they're kind of comparable. Suck up. I feel like he makes all the good, you know, the, the solid kicks. Um, Lutz, I feel like, he, you know, if Lutz is back to his normal self, I'll take Lutz. If not, I guess I'll give him a push. And then and then uh, returners, you're looking at Deontay Harris. I'll take him over anybody. All pro returner. We know what he can do. And he can really change the field position of games. And I feel like the Saints, you know, what they do on the on the coverage team, very, very solid. So, again, that's the special teams and coaching. I, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit because I, I think Sean Payton has a really clear edge. And this is probably where the Saints win this game just from the matchup standpoint and where uh, Sean Payton could get, you know, scheme the right guys in the right the right places. And same with Dennis Allen. I think Dennis Allen's done a very good job of getting the Saints in right positions, better than what Bruce Arians doing, better than what Todd Bowles is doing, and better than what Byron Leftwich is doing, their offensive coordinator. And this Bucks team has been talking a lot, you know, from from Arians, who's always going to talk, and I just really don't like that strategy, but whatever. And then you, you even have Bowles talking about, well, like all this stuff, like we'll face him anytime. I, I think, I don't know if Bowles said that, but I mean, that's what they're saying. Like this whole... Uh, Buccaneers team are saying, oh, we'll face them anytime, anywhere. We're not scared of them. Like, it just feels like like the Saints are really laid back and the Bucs are just maybe pressing a little bit, I feel. And that's just kind of how I think this game is going to end up. I think the Saints have a huge coaching advantage. And that's why the Saints won these first two games. And this is why that they went 6-0 in the division. And this is why they're 8-0 against teams they've played twice or multiple times. They just beat the Bears for the second time. So, like, again, I, I feel like when, you know, you you win the first few games and the Saints could really get a, a nice matchup they see, they just go after it and after it and after it. And they've done that really with any, it's not just the Bucks. I mean, look at the Bears. They did it with the Bears. They did it with every division opponent. It's not every day you go 6-0 and in the division and you're 8-0 against teams you've played twice. Again, I, I feel like, this, and that's all because of coaching and the Saints have the edge there. So that's what I feel with that matchup. So score of addiction, final score here. Saints are going to win this game. Saints are definitely going to win this game. I say 27-20. I think the Saints get the win. I think they win by a touchdown. I like the way the Saints team is playing. I think they have all the great matchups in this one. And they're going to prove a lot of the national media wrong yet again. And I feel like this is a big game. It's also big for the storylines. I'll talk about the storyline real quick, especially with Drew Brees. I feel like right now when you look at the Bucs, you know, if you're Tom Brady, you kind of have all the excuses in the world this year. You're coming to a new team. You're going to come back next year. Probably in your division will be without Drew Brees. And I feel like next year is kind of their year. Because now they'll be a year in the system. You don't have to face Brees twice a year. Like, I mean, again, that feels like their year. And like, and, and if they lose this game, everyone's going to say, oh, it's because they were never together. And it took them a year just to click. Like, it's no big deal. They'll be good next year. And that, that, that'll be the storyline if the Bucks lose. And I feel like that's kind of what it is for them. For the Saints, this is their last dance. This is their last shot. If they lose this game, you don't have Brees coming back probably next year. 
And they have everything to play. Like, this is probably it for Drew Brees and the Saints' big Super Bowl run with Brees and trying to get him that second ring. And I feel like they have everything and more to play for. Storylines, not storylines. And again, I feel like the Saints have all, everything. Everything. Between the matchups, I feel like this, this emotion goes their way. And I feel like they get this win. I think it'll be a close game, but I think they win the game by seven. They have a very close team, you know, very close together, these teams. But I think the Saints will have the edge in these matchups and get this win 27 to 20. And again, it should definitely be a great game. It's, to me, the best game of the weekend. And uh, it should definitely be very, very fun. So with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Hootat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means... Twitter, you can follow us at the Who Dat Dis. On Instagram, you can follow us at Who Dat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Who Dat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, we're on all of those sites. It should definitely be a very fun game. Hope you guys enjoyed this preview. I really enjoyed looking at this game. I think it's a very interesting one. It's like a chess match, it really is. And that's why also I think the Saints have an edge. This game's going to be a chess match. Sean Payne's the best at these. And again, I, I, I feel like. I feel like the Saints could take advantage of those matchups and get a win here. So, again, we'll have another episode on Monday to recap this game, win or lose. And then we'll just kind of work our way, you know, whatever end up happens. If the Saints lose, we'll start our offseason stuff. If the Saints win, we'll start our previews then with the NFC Championship game. So we'll get into all that. Uh, next week should definitely be really fun, but we'll see what happens Sunday. We'll be back with you guys on Monday, win or loss, to recap this game. So with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening, turn it loose, and who dat?